Oh. Uh, while again, having your whole back on the ground, like you did with the other one. So you're starting like this, toe over on the ground, then try and walk it up. You're going to feel this in the back of your leg and your lower back. Okay. Sweet. Trying to keep your shoulder and your elbow down. If you can't get the toe to the ground, that's fine. Just get as low as you can while walking it up. So you're going to do that as far as you can up. And then what you want to do, hold it there for a little bit, take a deep breath and exhale out, hold again. <coughs> and then you want to pull your knee up. So you're taking out the hamstrings as a limiting factor and you're going to drop it down. Okay. Yeah. The important thing with that whole cycle though is to keep your other side down. So if your right leg is, or your left leg is crossed over, your okay. left shoulder is staying down on the ground. Yeah, flat. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I gotta get into yoga again. That was fun. I was... do a lot of yoga. I do mo like similar stuff, like mobility exercises. That's what works best for me. Um, but yeah, some form of like taking you through a full range of motion is super important. Well, good news is I've already lost like. Well, I can tell you're looking good. Todd. Yeah, what's up? Name my plants. Uh, I got, I got two new ones. Um, uh, discount, double check, and Lotus. Lotus. That is a really good band. Discount double check? Lotus. Alright. Hold on to your lily white bloods. I, gotta get I want to start a one. band named Scrotus, like Supreme Court of the United States, but with an R in there. I got the joke. You know if you have to explain the joke? You know what that means? It means it's bad. It means we can appreciate it twice as much. Last time, the Letterkenny party descended down the elevator they found in uh, Letterkenny. Our three heroes in the Feywild are rushing to the Summer Court to perform whatever bureaucratic bullshit uh, Clapperclaw, who has art now. Show it. Working on it. Because it actually took me a while to find Clapper Claw with his actual head. Wow, why can I not find anything? It's a journal. Uh, yeah, our three heroes in the Feywild are rushing to the Summer Court to apparently get onboarded to appear as witnesses uh, with the assistance of a public defender named Clapper Claw, a scarecrow. A young scarecrow boy. Love. But we will begin our tale tonight back at Limerick. 
Uh, I gave you guys a little teaser, but we'll kind of be starting more from scratch. We see Limerick. We see the Soul Wind. Now, not so gray, but more green and blue after it was saved by Balthiel utilizing a gift of Gaia attuned to the Plane of Water. In the time that has passed since um, what is called the Awakening, Limerick has seen an increase in the birth of sea elves in families that aren't really expecting those genes to come out. But above our heads we see the multiple islands of Limerick floating around, uh, but our attention will be at the base of the soul wind at a peak. At a uh, mountain's peak, we see numerous hooded elves, predominantly in the browns of the Golgori, um, as they fashion this humanoid shape out of clay, and we also see the dark blue robes of some of Corellian's crest, i.e. the most noble of leadership in Limerick. A ritual is performed, and we see energy flow downward from the soul wind and upward from the ground that this, uh, almost called a clay casket on the top of this peak. As the energy flows in, Varys Gallandell, what came before is a foggy memory. Your experiences in between realms at the Night Circus is almost a dream of a dream to you. And you take a breath and find that there is no air for you in this moment. Your fingers feel stiff as you clench and tighten them. And it is dark in this space. What do you do as you gasp for air that is not there? I think at first, it's kind of acceptance that, you know, death has finally taken hold. Um, that this all, up until this point, has probably just been the last gasp of his brain showing him pretty visions of what he would want to see, and this is the end. Um, but then I think he probably gets mad. So just gets pissed. As the panic begins to set, it shifts to anger. Yeah. In that frustration, you lash out. And whatever darkness is encasing you cracks easily as you throw an arm out. And the first thing that meets you is gray light that is blinding. And it, your exposed arm, you feel the moisture of rain hitting it. 
at this moment, you discover that you're encased in some sort of terracotta coffin now. Um, Varys is going to go and reach for Hull Hewer, where his sword was before, and go to draw it and just start bashing the hilt into the tomb over top of him. You reach for equipment that is not there. In this moment, you also discover you're naked. That's going to have to wait. Um, he's, I think, too hopped up on adrenaline to for that fact to really register. All he knows is he's trapped in cough and somebody stole all his clothes and stuff. Um, so he's, yeah, just as quickly as possible, going to try to punch a hole that's going to let him stand up and then just kind of wrench himself from this... It's much like it's much like pushing yourself from a bathtub. You crash and there's the splintering of terracotta um, kind of sticking to you as you feel more and more of this rain showering down on you. Um, and as the light, your eyes adjust to this new gray light of an overcast rain, you're able to grip the sides of this coffin and very shakily, as if your muscles are out of practice, you you push yourself up, and you can see the soul wind above you, your home, the islands of Limerick, and you begin to stand, and it's at this moment that uh, our teaser will come into play, you can see first first that would probably fall is blue arcane light spiraling down to you and you almost ignore all the hooded figures circled around you on this peak and you reach up to the blue light and you almost hear in your heart or your soul or your mind or all feel and as you touch this light it begins to almost honeycomb lattice down your arm um, as an armored gauntlet is formed and it spreads across your body um, you're also clothed in this moment under the armor and you feel the embrace of your warforged companion as you stand in a glimmering suit of armor uh, constructed from his love or grief or anything. And it's heavy. It is so heavy on you. And you take your first unsteady step and almost your leg buckles. Um, and then you kneel and you begin to stand once again. And at this point, a golden spiral like molten metal is bubbling down from the soul wind to you as well and you reach out with your other arm and you hear Gardor 
And when you come in contact, that metal begins to bubble into the shape of a shield. And as it takes form, you grip it. It is also so heavy. And last, you see an Ouroboros trail of energy spreading down from the soul wind, which spirals into the ground in front of you. And it takes the shape of that elven longsword. Um, and you hear, as you reach for that with your sword arm trembling, Willow. And you pull this sword from the ground. And there is a moment as you begin to take in the figures around you as they begin to sort of fade out of context. Uh, if you want to put yourself on top of this peak, Varys. And these figures fade and you're almost, this whole peak begins to be surrounded by this misty aura. And you begin to see a figure as tall as a building sort of peering over this peak, almost slightly translucent. You see Mercury, who you had previously known as Tamora, the goddess of fate that sort of led you to this moment. From her fingers, you see tendrils that are tied into you almost like a puppeteer. A second colossus figure, a colossal figure appears on the other side of the peak. Another feminine figure in a gray shroud, like a bridal shroud. Her hands reach over the peaks and you see those tendrils shift from Mercury to the outstretched fingers of Prosapine, also known as the Raven, the Matron of Ravens. And as they connect, you feel a little stronger. But it's at this time that three hooded figures also appear on this peak with you. If our forms would like to take a position here on the map. Ferris, like we've discussed, you do have some handicaps that are debilitating post-resurrection, and all these items are yet to be attuned. You are a man with a shield, a suit, and a sword. we would like to roll initiative I believe all the forms have plus at least plus two on your initiatives I didn't really do the stats perfectly but you over here giving me decks but you're not giving me decks maybe I get plus zero
All right, oh, so I rolled a nat 20. Glad Sorry. I wasted that. <laughs> so, a feminine figure uh, wielding a sensor. Uh, we got all these things in here. I gotta get Linus, gotta get Corvus off here. So, a feminine figure who you recognize as Mercy, wielding a sensor. You see a Tau... Actually, he's, it's not imposing. All of these figures are elvish. But you see a heavily armored, hooded figure. Um, there is a helmet on underneath the hood, wielding a greatsword that you recognize as Might. And from a swarm of locusts, you also see the hooded figure that you recognize as Mind. Uh, Mind, what did you roll for initiative? All right, and then Varus? Uh, I got a 12. A um, yeah. Also in this moment, if any of you want to see Varus's new art. Oh, actually, I rolled an 8. I forgot I have negative 4. Look at that angel boy. And with I'm that, uh, I believe we will begin with our form of might. Uh, Jed, you made mine 11, but I, I got a 9. Total. Oh, was that after you added your modifier? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to make it matters, but... a little bit bigger. Yeah, you did. It's your turn, Mike. Oh, boy. I mean, I know my character sheet's not complicated, so, uh, we have flying. Yep. Cool. I go right up to Varus. Fly right on up there. How much of an elevation do you think this is, actually? Enough. I'm you good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I fly right on up and I make two attacks. Not to interrupt, but do we get a uh, do we get a visual of Varys' new drip? Oh, yeah. I think if you just go look at him in the party, you can see his art. I don't have. Um, his... I just zoomed in on the uh, uh, player icon or the token. I don't have him available in the party. Okay, I'm just gonna make a big. All right, I make a. Uh, let's see. It says two attacks plus six. I did mean to interrupt. Uh, can we speak? You cannot. A ah, nine is gonna nine. miss. Right. A second attack. What about a nineteen? <laughs> Does a nineteen oh, hit there? Does a nineteen hit Varus? Uh. Uh, so, Jeb, we talked about you having a minus four penalty to everything. Does that include AC? No. Okay, then no, it doesn't hit. Well, what the shit? Alright. Raise um, your shield. That'll <sighs> bring us to our form of mind. This has been a very confusing 30 seconds for Bears. Sorry, just wait. Um, I'm gonna raise my uh, hands and point it to Might and cast Haste. Just 
swarm of locusts spreads from mind to might, and they begin to encircle you, and you feel yourself invigorated might as you gain haste. That doubles move speed is, gives me an extra attack, right? Yeah, oh, and I think you get you get some AC bump. Oh, sick. What's that AC bump? Two. Two? Alright. Bringing us to the form of mercy, I believe that is, unless you want to move mind. I do not. Mercy. Uh, Mercy lifts up her little sensor. Can't sensor and uh, her long spindly fingers reach in, pulling a a black speck from it, flicks it in Varys' direction, just gonna cast Bestow Curse on Varys. That is a touch spell. Whoops. Um, <laughs> that sounded dope. <laughs> Alright, fine. I guess it's uh, Finger of Death then. I'm just kidding. Power <laughs> <laughs> War Kill. Yeah. Um, oops. I guess I can't get there because this, this is probably elevated. No, no, you're good. Oh, I can move up? Because um, you, you, uh, you guys can pass through solid. We all can fly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that at flight speed. Sorry. Oh, um, I'm floating. And I'm just floating. Oh, uh, okay. He's just floating. Well, then I then I move up and then then I cast. I do everything I said, but it's right in front of you. <laughs> I cast. Bestow. I believe that's a that's a DC 16 wisdom. It is. You will get a minus four on that, Bears. That's a net one. Yeah. What is the nature of your curse? I think. You let me look at it again. Back from a couple of options. Yeah, I think the one that I wanted was. You, uh, you, at the start of your, each of your turns, you make a wisdom saving throw, and if you fail, you waste your action doing nothing that turn. So Varys, as she approaches and this speck hits you, for some reason, you're overwhelmed with a sense of guilt. As we come to your round if you would like to repeat your wisdom save sure thing that's another nat one okay at the end of your turn per that curse I believe you can attempt to save again uh it's for the duration of the spell unless it's Unless it is, um, unless the curse is dispelled, or or the remove curse spell is used, um, so I don't think he can. A snow curse is dumb. That's a great curse. That's a great curse. I know. God, way to kill my character immediately. I know. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, I don't need banishment. No, that's um, great. You're you're. You're like shaking a little under the weight of your armor as your turn passes, Varys. So what's the DC to pass that? 16? 16. I have to get a 19 or higher. I will... I was gonna say... I have minus 4, and I have plus 1 wisdom. Yeah, but here's the thing. You also add your charisma. 
That's right. As a paladin. Oh no. Do I? Oh yeah. Aura of protection. Yeah. Oh god, I am. But with that, your turn will pass, and we will come back to might. Newly buffed might is going to attack three times. Um, you said a 19 will miss, so that'll mm-hmm. miss. That'll miss. That'll miss. <laughs> That's it. You're like very lazily, and all I can describe is you are out of stamina and for honor. You're like wildly swinging to protect yourself from this elvish figure. And that'll bring us to mind. I look at Might, pissed. You feel me glaring at you. <laughs> uh, raise my uh, fingers, point at you again, and you grow in size as I enlarge you, you. You can only have one concentration spell. Is that concentration? It is. You're right. I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. So I think that buffs you to 13 AC. I, I don't know for sure, but uh, with that, we'll move to Mercy while you figure out your AC, because I don't know it. Mercy. Okay. Um, uh, I will then, with my action, I will uh, reach out with those spindly fingers and try to spindle my way onto Varus's forehead. Um, casting, or not casting, but using life transference. So you're gonna make a DC 16 constitution saving throw. Pass. Okay, so you will take... Uh, I think, I think it is halved on a save. Yes. Yeah. Uh, three, 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 five, eleven, uh, fourteen. So you'll take seven damage. Take seven damage. Three necrotic damage. No, no, no. It was the to- sorry. The total was no, no. I know, but I know his sheet more. You will take three necrotic. So yeah, Todd, that was necrotic damage. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, I take three. Okay. And then uh... as your your new Azamar blood protects you a little bit from this. No one's been hurt yet, so. Um, Mercy's just gonna wait. Uh, wait. So then, with my bonus action, I will cast Spiritual Weapon. I'm just gonna place it right next to Paris. Yes. And I can't remember. Does Spiritual Weapon, you get an attack as part of that casting. Yep. Okay. Uh, then, I, and that's at level two, obviously. Um, I'll make a. I'll make a melee spell attack then. Um, plus my thing, which is... Oh God. Probably wrong. So, what does it say? Uh, it. I don't have one. I don't have the modifier. It would be wisdom plus... What? Uh... Is that one eight? It's proficiency, so it's gonna be plus three plus your wisdom, which should be four, so plus seven. Okay, because my wisdom right now is not plus three, but uh, so, okay, so plus seven, so sixteen. Does a sixteen hit? I assume it does not. All right. 
No. You bring up your shield. <laughs> block that one. Um, and then while that's going oh. on, I will back away over here so you can opportunity attack me if you want. Oh, hell yeah, I want to. Um, and... Uh, I think I need to make sure that thing's first. Yeah. Yeah. Not 20. The ones have been outweighed by the 20. Oh, no. Shield forms. And, um... Um... Nat probably not gonna work. What'd you say? Because the 20 will still hit. He I tried to shield you with his reaction, uh. but it'll still hit. Oh, I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have to call it before I know the roll, so... Totally fair. Um... So I'm using... But I'm not a two weapon. So it'll just be a magic. It'll be a long sword plus two attack. Um, okay. And yeah, she would have been there. So <laughs> you would spend that resource mind. I did. Mm-hmm. I already rolled that. So my two D ten. That was really crap. Stone curse is brutal. Yeah, for real. So it would just be. Guess you yeah. better hope you break my concentration here. Okay, I only did ten damage. Two D ten. Um, you also get your improved smite damage oh, yeah. because the they damage. are undead. Oh shit! Which I believe is an extra one D eight. Wait, so Varus yeah. is an Asimar now? Yeah. yeah. Asimar? Callista might invite him to her polygon. Four. So, um, does that do extra damage because they're undead? Because any any creature takes 1d8. Okay, yeah, it's just the additional 1d8. Okay. Um, then that is 16. 16 damage, mind? Or mercy? Do I, That'll so bring I, us in. I have to make a con save for my concentration, right? Yep. I think you just have to beat 10. Oh, yeah. And then I'm gonna, I actually, I can... You can, if you would like. Yeah. Um, actually, you might have to re-roll that in a second. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna come down and chase her. Well... Reaction! No, I don't... It doesn't provoke reaction attack, opportunity attacks. As a vengeance... Um, mind you, she is floating over there. I thought you were about... I thought you were about to smite her. That's why I was like... Can I smite without... Oh, yeah, I can't... Yes, you can smite on any attack. Oh, shit. Then, hell yeah, I'm gonna smite. Still at level? I know, you're learning Paladin at this point at level 13. Hmm. Um, let's do a second level... So that's 3d8. And so it's going to be 4d8 because they're undead. 7, 4 for level. 16. Another 16. So So is that 30 and all? 32. 32 damage and all. Yeah, you can roll again, but I gotta figure out what you have to beat now. Oh. 
or half the damage taken, so you have to beat a 16. Okay. Well, so if my, my, is my con modifier correct? Is it, what is it? I don't think I would save anyway, but um, it's plus three. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, I don't know if I get anything else besides that, but otherwise it's an 11, so I would fail. Alright, so you feel that guilt leave you as you just... <laughs> golden light just explodes through this form as she slinks away. Fantastic. Bringing us uh, to your turn. Varys, while you have been showered with these attacks, you have noticed the tendrils coming from the figure of um, Porcipine are slowly breaking. As if the strings that tether you are being freed. Okay. Let's do... Who's right next to me? Is that... That is Might. Might? Yeah, we're just going to... Um, bonus action, cast Hunter's Mark on him. And then just attack. First one. Ooh, I can only pick one of these reactions, okay. So it's just my longsword. First one is a 15 to hit. Misses. Is that? Is it a plus two longsword? Hold on one second. 17 to hit, sorry. Mithil misses. Good lord. That's better. Okay. Second one is a 28 to hit. Uh, yeah. I'm going to double check. And... Yeah, I believe your AC is 20 right now, Mike. I do 12, and then... Hunter's Mark... D6. Yeah. 14 damage. Okay. Just two attacks. I was gonna say, are you gonna take your third attack? I thought I would You're level 13. You should have three. Oh, mine only, yeah, mine only has the beginning of fifth level cut off there. Okay, then I'll go for my third. That one also is gonna hit. That's another 28. Ah, damn so it. I should have reposted the first attack then. Oh well. I'd give it to you. <gasps> If right. you want. Yeah, I want it. Second one's going to be worth 22 damage. Alright. Um, <clears throat> Might is going to take a reaction to repost one of your attacks. Alright, the first one you miss, I deflect it with my sword and strike back at you. Uh, missing. I've rolled like three nines so far out of my six attacks. Another tendril snaps from you, Ferris. Anything else on your turn? Nope, that'll do it. Bringing us to Might. Alright. Um, I lost 12 HP? Is that what you said? I think you lost more in that turn. Yeah, I think I lost more too. I was... Um, I think 12 and 22. I know the second one was 22. 34. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a lot of health I'm missing. 
have to do some math here. Um, I think I do the suck. Do the suck. Alright. Um, who's the one to the bottom left? What that would be mine. That, that would mind? be mine. The uh, form of mind. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the suck on you. It's actually called consume form, and I target you and deal two to eight plus four necrotic damage. Let me grab some d8s. He's doing the suck. Um, mind you, will have to make a concentration check for the damage. When we Fuck it, I'll break concentration on him right now. No, I'll, I'll do that. that. Actually, I'm actually gonna remind Chris of that in a second. Wait, what? <laughs> Um, you are targeting, oh, okay, I am. You are targeting the <laughs> wizard, and if you lose haste, it's pretty debilitating. That is that is very debilitating. Um, I kind of didn't See think about that. Should I do the other I, form, though? The other form got wounded, didn't they? But I'm a little squish. I'm fine, I'm fine. The I'll other, the other form, form is also a healer. With more HP than your wizard. Wait, a healer? The whole time. I don't know what the other forms are like, so, um... Oh, baby. 10-4. Oh, it's a bonus action, so let me make my attacks first. I didn't see that, I just saw actions. Um, I didn't, all right. I didn't know no, how no, to no, it's fine, it's stats. fine. Alright, let's do my attacks. How about you don't? Also, if you're worried about healing yourself, um, I can heal you a lot. Very cool if you did, Chris. I'd be like, real 23. Hot, I'd be if you did, too. Does a 23 yeah. hit? Does yeah, a 22 hit? Yeah, and an 18 Man, on this. I meant to apply haste last time. <laughs> We're beating John. No, I'm just kidding. Not doing great. Mm -hmm. right, so this hits. is why I was just like, who wants to be a knight and just beat the fuck out of John? Me. First attack will do 9. Second attack will do 10. So 19 total. And this is not necrotic damage. Oh, okay. And now I do the suck on the other form. That Todd is. Oh no. And uh, I deal seven. I deal eleven necrotic to you. Oh no. And I heal for eleven. So I'm back up some HP. More of these tethers snap from you, Varus, as these wounds cut through the loose parts of your armor, uh, bringing us to the form of mind. Oh wait. Mind it. Oh. Anything else, Mike? I, I, I'm just gonna move over one. Mine is gonna float eerily over to here. Raise a finger. Embarrassed. Fireball. Firebolts. <laughs> Fireball. Level 7 Fire resurrection. <laughs> that is a. 12. I knew you guys were gonna sexualize Mercy as soon as I found the picture. Dude, you, you found did that. you found Goth Kim K. What do you think we're gonna do? You found you found Lady Dimitrescu. It's fine. Oh, what's my? You spell found what I wish my paralysis sleep paralysis demon was. <laughs> I think um, my spell attack bonus. That's an eighteen, so I'm gonna miss. A black firebolt whizzes past you. Hell yeah, brother. And yeah, that's it. Um, uh, or Noah, is Tola dead on your spell list? No. Because it should be. And I have told the dead. 
if you would like to take that back. I would like to take it back. Can I do another roll? Uh, told it that is a wisdom, uh, 16 wisdom save yeah, on Barris. Wisdom save. Who is injured. John. So, John, could you make a DC 16 wisdom? Mm. Yeah, could. Oh, I wouldn't told it that be up here. <laughs> it, it was supposed to be, and that's why I was like, wait. <laughs> that's not gonna, I'm not gonna pass that. These dice, I'm gonna have to change dice. So, 2d12. That's the girls to do 2d12, right? Yep. We're changing dice. That's your 8 and an 8, so 16. Okay. 88. That, oh no, that's the Hitler numbers. That is necrotic. It. So, okay. you only take 8 necrotic. Okay. Sorry about that. As I say at my job, thank you for your patience, everyone. That'll bring us to the form of mercy. As I say at my job, don't fucking talk to me. Uh, Mercy's long, spindly fingers reach out across the battlefield again. She's gonna use life transference. Try to finger Varus. Um, make a DC 16 con save. Is there any chance that one's also a touch one? Nope. Within, okay. 30, within 30 feet. Con save. Varus looks at Mercy's character and says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna throw this save. I do not pass. Yeah, um, long spindly fingers just pierce through your armor. Um, so it is 22 total damage. Reduced to 11. All right, and then some of the life force being sapped from you with her long spindly fingers. Like migrates away its way across the battlefield and enters Mercy, um, as she then uses her bonus action to uh, try to bonk you with spiritual weapon. That's uh, a natural one. It's gonna miss. Uh, she's gonna move hither, and that's the end of her turn. That yawn. It'll bring us to Varus. Okay. Um. Is there some type of creatures these are? Uh, you recognize that they're undead. Okay. They're raccoons. Raccoons. Alright. There is a lot of bonus actions. So he is going to... Uh, We have not been rolling concentration on your hunter's mark. But we will definitely keep that in mind. Now. Yeah. Rip. Yeah. I mean, they were all. Cool. You guys have done like no damage, so it's funny. It doesn't matter at all. Sweat. And Varus, I need you to let me know when you hit half HP. Will do. Um, Varus is actually just going to. Cast Aura of Vitality on him, which centers around himself. And I am then going to. Uh, how steep are these cliffs? Can I like jump down? Or do I need to walk my way down? For you, um, you're probably looking at 10, 15 drop. Okay. Then. 
would only come out to like 1d6 or something fall damage. Then I'm just gonna move here. Because I think provokes an opportunity to attack, right? If Mike wishes to use. If Chris wants to attack, you can. You do have a reaction again. Uh, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, you don't have to. Like, you I mean, I, I know I don't have to, but like, it's just. It's It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah, um, will a hot 12 hit you? I know it is. Oh, that paid off. Let's go. No, god damn it. Your movement... Uh, how far did you move? I went full full 30, so 1, 2, Full 30? Yep. And am I going to penalize <laughs> you with movement? But your steps are still incredibly unsteady. Like... You're going hard, but you're feeling the sweat just dripping down your spine as you're trying to evade. You pass through the shadowy figures of the... What the fuck was that, Chris? <laughs> Never do that one again. You know who was. <laughs> I hate it. I hate everything. You pass through the hooded figures... Uh, that were circling here for the ritual, but you don't think you're in the same plane as them right now. That will bring us to the form of Might. Might ain't done with Mr. Gallandell and flies right on over. Um, it's in front. As you're making, as you're making your way down this path. The form of might just swirls up from the ground to block you. Very cinematic. I, like, I love downtown. it. Um, none of those were hit. I'm gonna bonus action again on uh, Form of Mercy to give her the suck. No! <laughs> uh, six necrotic damage. Okay. I thought it was a cool feature to give, uh, <laughs> give like a death knight. And I'm gonna use it every time. The mercy was actually for herself this whole time, bringing us only, to mind. Only mind can suck on mercy. I rolled double ones on 2d8, and that was terrible. So, a large gong sound emanates from the core of mind's being as I told the dead again. Absolutely turn burglar. Long, long. Wait, I only have a 25% chance of hitting bears. <laughs> With that attitude. 14, so 7. Yeah, these, these other boys have like a 60% chance. <laughs> 16 section. Uh, so half of what I got is 7, and then I'm going to bonus step Misty action. Misty step over to here. Like, get the fuck away from me. As you, use, as you, I love it. I'm not even gonna say it. Anything else? No, say what you mean to say. You just move your movement, but use Misty step to do it. You're right. I'm not giving it back. Uh, that'll bring us to mercy. No, the, the effect is cool. I, I want it to be a poof. 
It is a poof. Mercy. Um, Marseille. Uh, spindly fingers reach around the Death Knight and start to encompass you, Varus. Make a DC 16 Constitution saving throw. Boy, howdy, these are some of the worst game rolls of my life. Uh, About time, Cleek. We're going to new dice already, boys. I did not pass. You didn't pass? Did not pass, boss. It's okay, I didn't roll too great. 14. Reduced to 7, I guess. And then the you see that energy flow back into Mercy again. And bonus action, the spiritual weapon moves into range of Varus again and is going to go for a bonk. Uh, does a 19 hit? No. Please? No? no? Okay. Uh, then... Mercy, uh, Mercy moves over to where Mind is, and the long spindly fingers start just slowly caressing his chin. I think Mind is a girl. Her chin. Their chin. They them. I thought Mercy was the girl, and the other two were... Well... My stat block sometimes says she, even though I think judges took it from a hags. Yeah. So I'm choosing to gender them as the they them. Yeah. I got most of the basic stuff for that. How did the how the spiritual attack go? Uh, spiritual weapon missed. Okay. Bringing us to Paris. All right, Paris is going to. Uh, Channel Divinity, Vow of Enmity. So, he's going to... The closest thing that he figures he has to a holy symbol right now is probably a sword. So he's oh. just gonna hold it up in the light, and just very stereotypical action 80s. The golden light kind of like pulls down over this gorgeous gold long sword, and then point it out at the undead. And you guys have to make wisdom saving throws. Actually, first, before I do that, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you're all within range. Yep. You should flavor it as also Aurora Borealis. Uh, let me let me push my glasses against my face and uh, excuse me, my character sheet doesn't say undead. Um, what do I have to make? Uh, seventeen. Um. Wait safe. Wait safe. Yeah. Fuck. Um. <laughs> nope. Mike, you don't have a great wisdom. Mercy, you do have a great wisdom. Mine, you have an okay wisdom. Yeah, I got a fifth. I got a five. I got like I, a. I, I, no. I don't remember what my <laughs> modifier is because it's not on here, but it's like a ten. I got a fourteen. It's so, okay. So, Todd and Chris, you guys are So, you must spend your transfer as far away from Barris as you can. You can't willingly move to space within 30 feet of me. You can't take reactions. And for your action, you can only use the dash action to try and escape from an effect, effect that prevents you from moving. If there's nowhere to move, dodge. 
Okay. Let. And with that, stealth, I can't do anything. With that, you guys will actually discover that where the forms can move is restricted. So, just just so you guys are aware, that's kind of the limit of your movement. Okay. As you are tethered to the soul wind. Hell yeah, brother. Um, is that that's an action? My, that's my action. How last? So then, as a bonus action, I'm going to use my Crusader's Mantle that I did earlier and give myself 2d6 health. Oh no, not Crusader's Mantle. I Wait, did, what? Hold on. What was the one we did earlier? Aura of Vitality and give myself 2d6 health that I cast earlier. Six. Three. So I get nine back. Might, as you begin your turn, for the purposes of this, at the start of your turn, you are able to re-roll your save against the Battle of Amnity. Yeah, I'm trying to do PvP in a fun way, guys. No, this is great. I'm, I I'm, love it. I'm a war gamer, so, you know, this, this shit is, like, right up my alley. But yeah, if you heard me, you can re-roll your save. Oh. Might, at the start okay. of your turn. Oh, it's the start of my turn. Well, I, I'll just use that roll as my roll, and I failed it. So, right. ah. leave your running the hell away. I am. Um, oh, I thought it, it is my turn. So, is it my full move speed? Because I'm hasted. <laughs> uh, let's do some measuring. In reality, you would probably just run and find that you kind of like hit like a bird against a window at the edge of the spring. Alright. That, that, I, I have run. That is three turns of haste. Yeah, you, you screech and fly backwards, and then as you come into contact, uh, this energy explodes and you shriek again and kind of veer upward as you realize your movement is limited. Oh, okay, that's what the circle is. Yeah. I thought that um, was like the, uh... Okay, there's something else. Whatever. Ferris, did you want an attack of opportunity as might leaves your range? No. Okay. Uh, bringing us to mind, who I believe is... Not under the effect of this, but you do notice that your companions seem to be under the effect of some divine magical. As mercy is one second, to one second away. Sorry, it's a seventeen DC. I'm looking for. Yep. Okay. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Mercy's starting to turn around away. I gently take her hand, kiss it, and then I'm just gonna turn invisible. Gone. Close enough. What was your... You had a pretty high initiative, I believe. At 19. Okay, I'm just keeping it in my pocket. Bringing us to Mercy. So I have to move away from Varys, but I just want to make sure I... Can I use my action for something else? 
believe you have to dodge, but you also can re-roll your wisdom save at the start of your turn. As I recall, it was you only dodge if you cannot move. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. Would you like to re-roll your save? Oh, I re-roll it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to pass. I got two. Um, but, okay. So then I have to move away. So I move this way. Um, and then, so I can or cannot use an action slash bonus action. You can use bonus actions. Okay. That changes some things. I'm going to bonus action, first level spell slot, healing word on myself. I'm going to send a whisper real quick. Okay. Yeah. Just because... And I rolled a three, which is decent, so I'm going to get ten hit points back. Stop stealing her juice. The juice is loose. And then I, I blow a spectral kiss to, to mind, wherever he may be. She may be. They may be. All the pronouns. That will bring us back to Varus. Alright. Okay. Um, what, what would you like to do? Varus is going to... Again, I think... Still very slowly coming into, you know, being alive again. Um, has divine sense. And try and figure out where the invisible... Uh, mind went. Mind, are you within 60 feet of Varus? Um, currently, yes. Alright, you are revealed to him. Alright. You are revealed to him. Also, Mercy, did you want to make a spiritual weapon attack on your last turn? Uh, I used my bonus action to, um, to healing yep. word. Alright, yeah, so you do identify mind over here. Cool. Then, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm gonna hop up on him. I don't have any bonus packs, so I'm going to continue. Yeah, you're kind of sliding down, but you can make some attacks on the way down this cliff face. Um, I'll use my action with Divine Sense. So, I was just going to, I believe, yeah, Divine Sense, you can use your action. Um, so I'll just uh, use the Aura of Vitality and give myself healing. Okay. At the end of this turn, as you gamble your way, did you go down the path? Yeah. You went, okay. So you're hobbling, and as you take a knee, you feel the last tether pinned to you from the colossal ethereal figure of Forsythene breaks your you feel your blood ignite but in a comforting way and I forget what the ability is called right now uh, but it's your Azamar um 
radiance, your wings ignite outward from your back. Um, and you gain flight and all that crap. That whatever that Azamar ability is. Radiant Soul. Radiant Soul. Um, as the last tether breaks your wings, uh, it looks like they are gold and black. Fantastic. I'm just going off your image there. This is dope as hell. Gold and black wings just erupt from your back. You kind of pant a bit, but um, that will bring us to might. Uh, how close are you to mercy right now? Are you within 30 feet of mercy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you have advantage on your wisdom save at the start of your turn, might. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's try again. Hey, I break it. With the next one. Yeah, as you screeched and flew against this thing and kind of rolled up in the air, great sword in one hand, your armor cracks a bit, but you are free. Is that my action? No. Okay. Then, uh... That's... This is turn five, I believe, of my haste, so... Nothing personnel, kid. Appear behind Varus. And as you're focusing your attention on... Not Mercy. Uh, mine. Does a 22 hit you? Yes. Which means a 24 will hit, and this will miss. Two hits! Hit you, and the sword just cracks into your back twice. Dealing... Eleven for the first hit, nine for the second, nine. so twenty. So ten. Uh, his attacks are not necrotic. Stop it, Chris. <laughs> um, so I should make a concentration save on haste or um, hunter. Uh, mark, right? Well, your hunter, your hunter's mark is gone. You're concentrating on that aura now, but you will make uh, uh how much damage at all was it? Uh, you have to beat 10. Okay. You maintain your concentration. Uh, bringing us to Mind, who is not on the join right now, but it is Mind's turn. Mind is on the join? What join? The turn order, because you deleted your token oh. to go invisible, but you're, right. it's 19, it's your turn. Yeah. Uh, so, as there is sliding down, Mind is almost smiling, so reach his hand out as soon as Ferris comes into view. I'm just going to reach out, try to grab your throat. Shocking grasp. Your, your spell attack modifier would be 4 plus 3, so plus 7. Uh, bitch, 20. My AC is 21. Oh, you bitch. 21? Holy fuck. What? Okay. Why'd you do this, Jed? I didn't. Uh, he, built, he built that character. I'll build your dick. Um, I'm gonna bonus action Misty Step. 
Why do you? Why, why are you, are you why? running? Why do you run? run? Bringing us to Mercy. Yeah, 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 Mercy. Uh, uh, you also get advantage on your Wisdom save oh, against Vow of Enmity. Seems like bullshit. But... Um. Well, I'm realizing I don't have to give you legendary actions. You're broken enough. Is my modifier, is my proficiency added to that? For what? For the save. Yeah, you're proficient in wisdom. Okay. Uh, then that would mean, if my wisdom modifier is a plus three, this would mean that I have passed with an 18. Yes? Yes. Yay. Okay. You are um, now free of the bow. Bonus action, spiritual weapon, moves over to Varys Gallandell and goes for the bonk. Spiritual bonk. And on a 14, it will not hit. Um, and then... Man, I really wish that shock and grasp would hit. That would make made this, made this uh, next choice really easy. But instead... Yeah. Um, Mercy is going to move just right here behind Might... And with a third level spell slot, I'm going to cast Spiritual Guardians. Oh, this is not come. This, this is not come. Um, and I've, I assume it's going to be necrotic. Because um, I don't think we're very good people. And, uh, yeah, so then that's what, 48, 3d8, 3d8. On a wisdom, DC 16 wisdom save first. Oh, shoot, I actually passed. Um, yeah, so I got, uh, I got nine, so you'll take half of nine. Okay. Rounded down. Half four. again, so it's like two. You're gonna take like two necrotic. Oh, right, because you, you saved. Do I have to roll? And no. Oh, uh, you have to beat a ten. We're good. The close of Mercy's turn. Get Ferris. All right. And uh, the start of your turn. Spirit Guardians. Yeah, at the start of your turn, you'll make another DC sixteen Wisdom save against the shadowy forms that are attacking you. Did not, did not pass that one. Don't worry, I only got ten, so you'll take five. Fucking pennies. Yeah, when I was building these, I did not take into consideration his resistances. I had just told him about that earlier. Yeah. Okay, I am getting mighty close to half health. I'm not there yet, though. Alright, um... Form of mighty close. Form of mighty close. I'm just going to. Oh, you guys all have saves on that. Um, we're gonna do thunderous smite. Uh, that will break concentration on your aura. Is it concentration? Gosh, dang it! Then never mind. I'm not going to. Then yeah, we'll just attack. Triple attack. First one. Do I still have the minus four? Yep. Okay. Balls. Okay. Yep. Six, two, 
23 to hit. Chris. That'll hit. Second one will hit then. What's the second? Well, I need to know the dice rolls, by the way. Uh, it was 16 for the first, but then I have plus 7. Yeah, and just then, the totals. Uh, 25. Plus, okay, uh, yeah. plus 7 minus 4. It was plus 11, so I was just doing it. Gotcha. So, yeah. The both um, and then the last one is 16. I thought okay. that was a boom mic, Chris. Um, on the last That's one, like, you miss, and I'll use my reaction to repost that. But you can go ahead and do the damage for the first two. The first two. Okay, so As I be... see, if a... That'll miss you. Huh. Could have given the Chris. suck last turn. Chris, are you bloodied? Well, do you have less we than will half? see. Wow, crap rolls. Um, but not even halfway. Then I'm gonna divine smite then, at the second level again. So that's gonna be plus three d eight, three d six. Yeah, three d eight. So it was it was nineteen. Now twenty two. 26. 32 damage. Oh, yeah. Okay. I hurt. And that's. Varys, you. Yeah, okay. You trade blows with might, and more and more of their armor is cracking as your blows land. Um, the hood is ripped. And, uh, Chris, how much health does might have in this moment? Only six. Might falls. Sorry. <laughs> Might falls to a knee in front of you, his head turned, and the helmet cracks and falls. Uh, before it touches the ground, uh, you expect to hear a clatter, and there's just turns to dust. And as Might is looking down at the ground, you get a um, profile, and it looks like your face. And as he turns to look up, that face on the other side is one that you have not seen for many months, maybe years at this point. You see the face of Sirov, the feral grin that stretches up beyond what it seems humanly possible. And as he turns, that grin spreads up the other side as you're staring into the shadowy form of your brother. Nice. Oh, um, I actually did an extra 13 Radiant damage because of Radiant Soul to Chris. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry, I just I was just caught that. That arcs through you. Uh, we'll get to that on your turn. Also, pisses you off. Just... This, this, I wanted to hurt Chris. Okay. Might. At the start of your turn, red begins spreading out from your eyes and spreading down as almost your veins ignite in this red unholy aura. And could you roll 4d8 for me? 
17. Actually, it'd be 6, so add 2 more to that. 24. And then your constitution modifier is 3. 27. I believe. Yeah. Um, 26. Should be it. It should be at least 3. You're a knight. Alright. Um, 7. Your hit dice are expended and you regain 27 hit points. And it is now your turn. Uh, that is turn six of haste. I'm keeping track. What is that, a minute? That is one minute. Alright. Uh, attack. In this form, in this form, you have three attacks, by the way. Without haste? Oh, you get four attacks now. Oh. Alright. <laughs> the look on John's face! Does a 21 hit? Meets, meets. Meets. Alright, so three hits. Oh wait, that is a D8s, not D6s. Chris, have you been rolling D8s for a greatsword? No, no I have not. Okay, sorry. 35 damage. Wait. 18 plus... No, 17 plus 18. Yeah, 35. Varus, how much hit points do you have? I just took how much damage? 35. I have 18. Okay. Mike, anything else on your turn? Yeah, I suck. I suck the, uh... uh the... I, I'm still being hasted, so yeah. Sorry, Mercy. <laughs> okay. Does haste end after the minute? I believe so. I'm gonna pop it up. I'm gonna meta game a little in this movie, yes. but it's up to you. Haste okay. ends next turn, no matter what. Fine. I leave that. Ends next turn. So do I get one more turn of it, or was this my last? Oh, sorry. Turn? This is your last turn, so haste is gonna end either way. Sorry, mine. I. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting tracking. the suck. I've been tracking haste. Um, I rolled almost max, so you're gonna take 19, and I'm gonna heal mind, 19. Mind, you are gonna take 19. Mine is gonna take 19, you bitch. <laughs> I've been doing it on mercy the whole time, so I don't think it's mine's turn. It's not okay. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm not worried about your concentration because it ends at the start of your next turn. Anyway, I mean, I get Which... to AC until the start of my next turn. Yep. So, Which... you might want to do the concentration. How much damage at all? Nineteen. Uh, so you gotta be ten on your concentration mind. Noah, did you hear me, or are you a meme? Uh, I took 19. Is it my turn? Did he end? You took 19. I need you to roll higher than a 10 on a concentration oh, check. concentration. I just thought we weren't doing that. That's what I heard. I wasn't worried, but there is an AC. 18. Okay, yeah. You hold concentration. Bringing us... It's actually mine's turn. Alright, mine is going to... You almost took half my health, you son of a bitch. 
Toll of Dead. What's Toll of Dead, Ed? You're not supposed to say that. DC 16 Wisdom. Chris, how much health did you suck from me? Uh, oh, I haven't been keeping track of that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, right now, this past turn. I did he, it. He I sucked, sucked mine. mine. Oh, okay. Paris, did uh, you make your save? I failed by one. I had 2d12 necrotic. That's yeah, another 16, so 8. Good lord. Yeah, Varus, you are definitely bloodied at this point. Oh. You, at the close of this turn... Oh, I need to make a concentration save. Yep, for, you gotta be 10. Did I make one for the 35 that I took? Probably not. Okay. 35, so you gotta be to 17. I uh, passed that one. Now you gotta be ten. Okay. I will tell you what happens at the end of this turn, so what would you like to do? Uh, do we skip? Nah. I skipped Mercy. Yeah, because yeah. mine's not on my one. Mercy! I got you. Okay. Uh, it is me. Uh, <laughs> um, through the shadowy guardians oh, that are never mind. whipping around your head, Varys. You see the long, spindly fingers enter. Uh, make out DC 16 constitutions. Constitution save. <laughs> I just had a mini stroke, yeah. sorry. Wee. Okay. Um, nope, didn't pass. That is... 16 damage, which will then be halved by your thing, so 8 total. Um, you see that energy sort of waft its way over to Mercy, and before it enters her, she blows a kiss to Mind, and it wafts over to Mind, healing Mind by 8 hit points. And catches out here, puts it in their chests. And then, just, just because, bonus action, uh, spiritual weapon, it'll definitely miss. Yeah, it was like 17-3, uh, so that's going to miss. <laughs> uh, uh, bringing us is the end of my turn. Yeah, Varus at the start of your turn. Spear Guardian. Wisdom save. Pass. Also, right. did you make a con save for your concentration on the thing that I did? The life transference? I pass. Okay, um, and so then I got 12 on the, the Spear Guardians. <laughs> to do another con save. But you only take... What's that? Three damage? I'm I'm unconscious. You took three? Three damage. I had two. I took three. Gotcha. So... I was about to heal myself for 65 and then 2d6 more. I was gonna say, on your turn, once you were bloodied, something is happening. I went from over half health to unconscious in one round. Something is happening. The DM is intervening. <laughs> Again. The, the battlefield suddenly becomes larger. <laughs> no! No. We all reduce. No. Um, as, you, as you begin to slump and your vision fades, 
new tethers establish themselves on you. And you're level 13. What's your proficiency? Is it five? Yeah. Roll five hit die. D10. That's a 10. A five. A 15. 22. 29. 38. You are up on your turn with 38. Wow. You just you just took that damage from Spirit Guardians. Uh, but at the close of this turn, you do gain your legendary actions. Yes. Continue. Okay. I'm going to lay on hands myself and give myself 64 points back. So I'm now at a full 102 health. Actually, Almost at 30 after. I will just do um, 50. So I'm going to be at 88. Okay. And then as my bonus action, I'll use the. Aura Vitality I did earlier. Oh no, I went unconscious. That's gone. Yeah, I lost that. Then I'll do another Hunter's Mark on Mike. Right in front of me. So. This right, will be the final round of this. That was it. That was it. All right. That will move us to Might. Haste has ended, so I get one less attack. Three attacks. They all miss. Four, eight, and three. Yar. Will that be the end of your turn? Uh. No, I'm pretty healthy. No need to suck. Your, your turn will come to a close. Uh, John, if you recall, legendary actions occur at the end of everyone else's turn. So just remember that. But if not, we will move to mind. Magic um, Missile, level um, three. Hey, don't mind. Hey, don't mind. Yeah, Magic Missile, level three. That's going to be two... Plus five, seven, plus five, so twelve. As three little darts hit you, pepper you, give you a little. And that little is force. Kiss. That is force that you will take all that. Um, roll higher than a ten on your hunter's mark. Yep. And is that the end of your turn, mind? Yep. Um, hold on. What are you gonna do to me? As a, as a hold on. So the make a single attack. It's not an attack action, so I don't still only get the one attack. Right. Oh no. 
my whole thing just crap out? Hey, there you go. Oh, yeah. Shut up, baby. I know. Oh. Okay, just crap. It just crapped out on my. Um. It says I get one extra attack. You can use a legendary one legendary action to make one attack at the end of another's turn. Did John John crapped out that hard. John. Legendary actions broke him. <laughs> That's okay, because I have to rearrange my playlist real quick. If you were fighting a banshee and someone cast deafness on you, would it take away the whale thing? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's just like casting silence on a banshee. I am back. My Discord got the yeah, What if you didn't prepare silence? No. What if you prepared your dick? What if the banshee is actually a silent image? Then you don't have to worry about anything. What if? What if you John, just make it? What? You make an <laughs> attack or a spell or something? Um. Yeah, I hate to do it because I should have done hard work the first time. But I'm actually going to use all three of my listener actions and cast Protection from Evil and Good on myself. Um, and protect myself against Undead. Dead. Did, did John just play Exodia? That's not fair. Yeah. Is it dumb? So. I have done this at the actual start of the battle. I even wrote it in my notes. I just forgot to look at it. Also, that was a spell Eldritch Knight. Varys also had. Yeah, we were, it was it was thematic and beautiful. And I forgot. To we were it. winning a monopoly, and John just oops, the board fell. Okay, I've yeah. done that. <laughs> so you guys have disadvantage uh, attack rolls against me. I can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. Yada yada yada. That that fucking spell derailed so many things for me. And that's why fucking Gardor ended up possessed. But anyway, that's the end of someone else's turn. Uh, it is now mine. Wait. No, I think we're no. at the top. No. Who did you just finish on? It was mine. It now it's Mercy. Mercy. Yeah. Not the only one. Um. Okay. Well, make another DC 16 Constitution saving throw as you get fingered. <laughs> Pass. Alright, you'll take... 6 plus 7 is 13, plus 5 is 18, and half is 9, and half again is 4 if we round down, 5 if we round up. I don't know. I can do that. We're um, in the awkward space of normally you benefit the players, but everyone's a player right now. Um, then I, I'll heal that. So, get that health back. And then another bonk with the spiritual weapon attempt. Uh, it's another three. Good God, I've been rolling like shit. So you're lucky, John. That hits. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So yeah, that's in my turn. Okay. Uh, I'm almost okay. done doing my playlist crap. Good. That gives me time to roll for spirit guardians. Yeah, at the start you will, at the start of your turn, Varus, you will be subjected to Spirit Guardians. Awesome. I should have only made you roll, like, I should have only made you roll one hit die, but anyway. 17 and a half is 
Eight and a half, so eight. And half is four. Four, you take four damage. Cool. Okay. I've done eight um, damage to you. Total. Your Ferris, at the start of your turn, you are getting raked at by these shadowy forms. Might, well, Shadow Rob is glaring down at you with a great sword. And you begin to see the two colossal figures of these gods beginning to fade. Okay, that's not good. I'm going to cast Misty Step and target uh, Mind. Fine. With a... There is, if you don't want... Do you want to describe Misty Step? Um, yeah, I think instead of the usual silvery gray mist that poof, um, it's instead just a shadow with gold splashes at the bottom, and then he reappears right next to uh, mine in that same kind of like reverse umbrella look that you get. Why'd you do that? And then I'm going to attack. First one. 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. Second one. 13 to hit. Nope. Okay. And the last one's an at 20. That hits. You you bisect. I don't even need you to roll it. You bisect mind. Yeah, um, that was going to be nasty. Yeah, because uh, mind, you only have like half your hit points, right? Well, I got some back, but I have... 34 left. Okay. Um, for the sake of time, you are bisected. As mind begins to fade, the two parts of mind, the shadowy form turns to white. And you actually see the face of your father with a proud, a look you never saw in life, pride in his son cross over mine's face as fades to nothing. I th oh, I'm gonna go drink. That's okay. We're, um, do you want to say or do anything in this moment, Ferris? As you're turning by on you, Noah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's a very like Varys is prior to Resurrected Varus would have been very conflicted by that. Um, but Varus now I think is just accepting of that pride. Like he's not he still is not close to this man um, or this elf but he recognizes that he did what he did. He felt he had to do it for a reason. So he's just he's not going to get angry at him. He's just gonna almost unaffected just move on. Ferris has moved on a little bit from his daddy issues. That must be nice. Alright. Me too. I need I need a minute. I want that. I want that. Uh, so I do not want the time that. Voice. <clears throat> I do not want that. I want that. Okay. Now, 
Barris, as you look down, your wings are spread out, holding you aloft. You still feel so heavy. Your survival instincts have been what have propelled you through this ordeal. Um, In this moment, mercy and might turn to face you, and mercy reaches out with her sensor and waves it as you see might begin to ash away bit by bit um, returning upward into the soul wind and mercy turns and looks to you and as she begins to ash she reaches up and pulls her hood down and you see the face of your mother Is there anything you say as she begins to ash away into the soul wind? How much memory do I have of my mother? What was shown to be true? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The memories of your mother were fake. And you feel this is... And she died giving birth to you and your brother. So this is almost the first we could call it intimate moment you have ever shared with her. I think this, of everything that's happened today, he's been brought back to life, immediately got into a fight with potentially his brother and his dad. This is the first thing that has truly rocked him. Um, the sword leaves your yeah. grasp, sticks into the ground below you. And kneels, but not in not in like the half kneeling like pledging allegiance or fealty to a lord kind of way like the full double kneel so you back. you come to the ground and then kneel yeah her spindly fingers I, come out and embrace you for a hug that is yeah as you're kneeling she's ashing away but the darkness that shrouded her is fading away and she's taking on that almost galadriel white aura and you feel her arms embrace you as she fades once again. And you hear the words, not spoken by her, but another that you feel you've heard in a dream of a dream as you do not recall your interaction in the night circus. You've done well. My champion, Varys. 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 You you find yourself stirred awake, um, and a woman. It, a woman's face is not far from you, and as it kind of comes into focus, um, you recognize Selfie Venfer, the dreamer the elf dreamer that you met at the gala, what feels like a lifetime ago. Ferris, Ferris, wake up. The war council is starting in like 10 minutes. I'll get you some water. And she, she vanishes from your view as this room comes into focus and you are in her office in the capital of Lemrick. The last few months return to you. 
since your resurrection, you regained your strength following your resurrection and it was revealed to you that it took a very hefty price, monetary price, that Limerick paid as well as France actually paid to return you to life. You, you have spent the last couple of months in and out of meetings, war councils, offering what you can to the elven effort to decide how to go forward with what has happened to London, to Britain. As everything you experienced in this campaign was revealed to the elves of Limerick, there is a war between the planes. Yada, 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 yada. You are stirring awake in this office space. Your efforts to find your friends have been fruitless. As if they vanished from the, from the earth. However, you do know that their ship was taken uh, to the north while at sea. What, what, um, could you give me an insight check? Please. Good. Hmm. Gonna be nice. You feel like your contributions are well appreciated by the other generals of the Elven forces. But you now find yourself in this in this study this office of uh, Selfie Venfer. You've been here several times. Uh, while your home has been being constructed, uh, you have been her ward and have stayed at her estate. This is a very neat study, but the only thing that seems out of place is a picture frame that is placed face down on the desk in front of you. Um, is she, am I alone in the study? Is anyone- You're alone. She left to grab you water, allegedly. Uh, I'm just gonna lean across the desk and prop up the phot photograph and see. You see, you see a young, a younger selfie. You see, <laughs> you see standing next to her a little taller a half-elven man with long brown hair, and you recognize this man as the Guildmaster from London, who you now know is the Prime Minister of London, Michael Marlowe. And between them, there is a young boy, elven boy, that you kind of stare at, and you recognize this is a young Lieutenant Lightleaf. Like a teenage... Um, you hear footsteps in the hallway, returning. Just slowly, you know, like, trying quietly drop back down, sit back, and... Uh, I think he reassumes the air of, like, Oh, God, I'm so troubled by my... Uh, my dreams. 
Okay. Todd, how good would Selfie's perception be? Uh, pretty high. She was a rogue, so... Okay. She returns and offers you the water. Um, Varys, you notice her eyes linger on the picture frame, and in this moment you realize it was very dusty and your prints are very obvious. Someone... Like, Hmm. I don't think he says anything. He's gonna opt for silence and just make her call him out. She does not. But what she does is she does less gently than you would expect, kind of grips your pauldron and lifts you up onto your feet. We need... It's starting. And you make your way through the capital. Um, You enter into a room. There are the normal generals assembled for the war councils, but there is a new individual you do not recognize. It is an imposing lizard folk with blue scales, um, wearing a heavy suit of armor uh, with the French armband. And on his chest, there is the symbol of the Platinum Dragon, Bahamut. Um, and he says, <clears throat> he stands in a rustle of armor. There's a very hefty mace at his belt, and he extends a hand and he says, Gallandau, Commander Bajik, French forces. Uh, it's good to see that our contribute. It's good to see that our investment has brought you good health. Um, yeah, Varys is just going to, um, yeah, reach out, meet his hand, firm handshake, and then in, like, a, um, slightly dignified, not pompous, but just, like, Britisher voice actor accent, um, yes, I do believe I have you to thank for bringing me back. Well. Uh, there's much there's much to speak of today, so um, you all take a seat at this council. Selfie has left. She is not a military advisor. She is a politician. Bajik, tied in ropes, is a very heavy book uh, that he draws forward, unbinds the rope, um, and he begins flicking through it. And can you give me a perception check? Twelve. This meeting continues. Uh, the topics that are discussed are centric around the French forces have been waging this campaign against London. Um, propaganda has polluted the Isles into thinking it's an aggressive act. But the French actually know and have detected the increase of infernal energy that is arising from London. Uh, since the advent of planar tech. Yada, yada, yada. With your perception check, you notice Bajik is very fluent with this information and yada, yada. But you don't understand how he's so informative because you can clearly see there's just doodles of all kinds of bullshit through this book. But he is obviously... (laughs) Obviously, very knowledgeable, competent commander. Ferris is ah. 
at this point almost 400 years old so i'm he has seen many civilizations and different forms of script and based on how this being is comporting himself i think he just assumes this is some highly complicated version of code that no one can crack other than this being that's all brand for for Bajik. <laughs> as this this meeting unfolds as many have before um, you offer your insights on what you believe is best to go forward. The elves have not openly engaged in conflict with London. But at some point during this meeting, there is a loud knock at the door. Um, an aide enters and they state that uh, Merlot's ship has arrived. The Prime Minister's airship has arrived in Limerick, and you're under the impression he will be joining in this meeting. Oh, I missed something important. But during the months that passed since your resurrection, you were a celebrity. You received so much fan mail that one day a very stately military dispatch had come to you and you found just a very cordial a very cordial congratulations on your resurrection blah 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 from Lightleaf who you now months later have discovered he is the son of the Prime Minister and Selfie so yada yada fast forward Merlot has arrived we believe he's attending and all the generals kind of exchange kind of worried looks. And everyone kind of sits in silence. And time passes and there's another knock at the door. FBI open in, in this moment, you remember this, this correspondence from Lightleaf. It was an exchange between soldiers, and you knew something was wrong. You broke a cipher, and you discovered the phrase... Trust. Hidden. In this. With the knock at the door... It opens, and there is Lightleaf. Standing there. And kind of at the side of him, all the generals, including Bashik, are outraged. It's to the effect the prime minister couldn't come himself. He had to send his son. This is, this is disrespectful to blah, 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 blah. Lightleaf does not take a seat. <laughs> Lightleaf does not take a seat at the table and just holds up um, a sealed envelope. Um, and hands it to you. He doesn't say anything. There is a steel resolve across his face. Uh, Barris takes it and is going to... Is there like a private room he could go to? The only exit is on the other side of Lightleaf. And yeah, he'll just slide a finger under and kind of angling away from everyone else. 
open it up. These are naval orders to Warrant Officer Varys Gallandal, who is still a fugitive conscript to the Royal Navy of London. Does uh, contract of service in the army not end upon death? Not yours. Just got lawyered. <laughs> well, that seems like bullshit. But okay. what what unfolds? What unfolds is a discussion of you are a con a fugitive conscript that brought down a naval airship. Still, under whatever reason, arrived in London, joined the military, and served, I believe, 200 years with the Navy before abandoning your post following the morning of Glasgow that ended the last war, decimated an entire region. And um, he goes on to continue... You have been AWOL since he rattles off the year that the war ended. And he states that your refusal and your part participation as a political prisoner of Limerick will incite an act of war between Ireland and Britain. This outrages the generals. Okay. What what say you? Um Jeez. Yeah. I I hammer through a lot of shit, but we're getting we're getting to some stuff soon. Um Okay. I think this ver new Varus and even old Varus were both pretty even-tempered. Um, I think this is the first time everyone here has really seen him get angry. Um, and I think you just see him stand a little taller, you know, eyes glimmering a little bit, and just unload on this man. Just, you know, I... He just starts listing everything that he did and everything that has been done unto him. And they dare still expect them, like, they dare expect things from him. They dare use him as a pawn in their Machiavellian political schemes. Ju I mean, just both barrels of, uh, you know, and still putting on that. That's where you see that, like, affected British facade kind of slip. Um, and he's just, like, angry screaming. Um, as a 400-year-old soldier who has returned from the dead, just furious at being involved in these stupid schemes. His demeanor never shifts, but can you give me an insight check? 18. Okay. As the last of these abuses leave you, and you're almost huffing and puffing after this dad rage, you 
see in his gray eyes the same gray eyes that the Guildmaster once looked at you with in his caravan in London. The hidden message of his correspondence finds itself in your in your mind. And he says, Will you be accepting these orders, Warrant Officer Galindo, or shall I return without you? Of course. I'm a good soldier. Hmm. Um, I kind of snarl and turn to the rest of the um, gathering. I'm going willingly, not under duress. This is not a start of anything. I will be back. There is a clacking of boots as Lightleaf turns. And he says, we will have... We will have a contingent of officers retrieve your effects uh, from the Venfer estate, if you'll follow me. Yeah, um, I, again, just brimming with anger, um, I'm just gonna, you know, very stiffly, almost march You march begrudgingly behind Lightleaf through this Capitol building, and it's rather vacant, uh, but the only person that you pass is Selfie Venfer, with her arms crossed at the exit, just daggers at her son. Just, you can only see... It's not disrespect, disappointment in in her face. And as you both pass, she says to her son, See, the bug that took your father traveled quite far. And he doesn't say anything as you guys make your way to the port. Uh, this is an expedited thing because we're going to get to some shit. Um. As soon are are we out of ears? We, uh, like hearing from everybody else. I'll wait till we're out of hearing from everybody else. Then I want to do something. Uh, I mean, you're making your way down like the steps of the Capitol behind him. And no, he's gonna. I'll wait till we're in private. Okay. The next time that you can have a private moment, you are in the cabin of an airship departing from Limerick. It is a very heavy, gray, overcast day. Um, but the airship has taken off, and you find yourself in this cabin with Lightleaf. Uh, he sits at a desk and begins, just pulls out a pile of reports and starts. I think for the that entire journey, Varys has like not said anything and has just been for all intents and purposes again, just seething at this man. Um, but the minute that they get into this room and close the door, um, he just immediately, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I yelled at you a lot. 
Um, Don't get in trouble with your mom, kid. I know she's scary. He just continues writing, and he says, Wartime is no place for pleasantries. I would save your energy for Iron Bull. And at this point, you can kind of see out the porthole of this cabin that you guys have breached the cloud cover, and you're now above the clouds. And what you see is the largest airship you have ever seen. Just a mechanism of war covered in cannons. You had heard of this, but you had never seen it as it was never finished construction in your experience. This is the Dreadnought airship of the Royal Navy. This airship pulls into into like a, a dock. You exit the ship and awaiting you is the imposing figure of Iron Bull. And for some reason you don't know why, but your divine sense pricks up and there is an infernal war all around him. As he says in his deep, rough voice, Warren Officer Gallandale, I hope you don't mind the cold. We're heading to Scotland. In the scene cuts. Okay. With that, everyone else can now play the game as we shift our focus. Sorry, everybody else. Guys, Varus had to fucking kill himself. I forgot about protection from evil and good. That's gonna be the first thing I did. <laughs> so yeah. Am I attuned to everything now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have your full character sheet, you're no longer under the effects of resurrection, yada 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 yada. Yada 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 yada. We turn our focus back to the Feywild as we see our three heroes rushing through the crowded streets of St. Ali, the Aladrin capital seat of the summer court here in the Feywild. Um, you're rushing after Clapperclaw, who stated that you must be onboarded before you can appear in court. You are brought to... Actually, as, as you guys are making your way through this bizarre city, seeing races that you have never witnessed, um, people exchanging goods and services for money, is there anything you three want to glean? Or just anything as you're looking around making your way? Uh, Gardor, Balthiel, and Willow. Yeah, I'm just going to ask Balthiel... Why were they treating me so weird on the train? Uh, you are a bad host. But you, but I. Balthiel deals to draw a draw a map about the rules that he just learned about the Feywild, but knows better than Willow because he's a computer. But you can only be a host. Just like oh yeah, you forgot about that. Like like a whiteboard, and we're just drawing on it. Yeah. Gardor is reeling the whiteboard out. I've got like a yardstick and I'm like pointing at everything that he's drawing. Ballfield pulls off one of his fingertips and it's an expo marker and he's just like, you see? 
Oh, you um, can only be a host if you're home. Shrug. You get a shrug from Ballfield. Are we not in your home? Look me in the eyes and you tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you're right, but... Okay! I thought you- we already thought you were from the Feywild, you keep bringing us back here. Yes, yeah, this is what- No, twice? I fell into it. I was in the mortal plane. Honestly, I, I thought Wales was fake. I thought he, I didn't even know Wales was a place. <laughs> it's not. Bartor, you've been to Wales, right? Bothia might be onto something, though. I- 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 Hey, why the fuck is this little guy running so fast? Speaking of, we got, oh, they're gonna close. I have a question for Clapperclaw. Mr. Clapperclaw, right, well, you said uh, Varys was Mr. Gallandell was also given an invite. Do you think that him being here would be helpful to this court case in favor of the Green Man and um, Willow? They did him something to well, say too. you're like rounding steps up into a large <laughs> contrasted to all the bizarreness that the city has to offer is a very plain building that looks like a fucking high school that just That's looks like uh, a high school from fucking uh, breakfast club just Shermer High it look, it's like a perfect representation of Shermer High um, rounding the steps, he's like, well, like I, like I said, a court of the Green Man's peers would be largely Eladrin, and Eladrin love elves, but like I said, he's dead, and you guys, that's not going to help. It's going to make you look irresponsible. He chose to de be dead. Well, uh... He said, I want to be dead now. Well, that, a suicidal elf is not going to help your case anymore. I wouldn't mention that. Oh, I made myself sad. Uh. Ardor, as you're making your way up these steps, you are struck with a splitting migraine. I just kind of clutch my head and... Hey, this is the first time I've experienced this here, right? In the fi Feywild, yes. Elsewhere okay. in your life, no. Hey, Willow. Oh, shit. Willow. Oh, yeah. Remember God, when I, I remember. showed you that I could disguise myself like you can? Yeah. What if I disguise myself as Varys? But Balthiel's also on the call list. I'll be Balthiel. You have to be Willow. I have to be. Somebody has to be Willow. Gardor, can you. Gardor, what's wrong? Gardor. Gardor, you can be Gardor, Willow. Gardor, are you okay? You just see him clutching his head. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like an arm on a railing. Yeah, I'm just like, stop. Are your, are your horns too heavy? Does, does that happen? Is that what it means to be horny, Gardor? <laughs> Did you eat your ice cream too fast again, Gardor? We told you to slow down. <laughs> At some point you were given a snow cone on the way here. Well, you know how long it's been since I've played Gardor, so give me a sec. <laughs> He's just squeezing the, the, the snow cone. Gardor, you've dropped your snow cone. Is everything all right? Gardor, it was, it was, it was mint lime. That's your favorite flavor. I start casting mending on the snow cone holder. 
Leopard claws just at the top of the steps with like a pocket watch on a chain just in between his claw. It's like, guys, it's uh, closing. We got like 10 minutes, and if you're not in line, you gotta go. 10 Feywild minutes? Uh, How does that dilate? Are we 10 minutes away? Wait, we're here. Oh, then we're fine. We're fine. Uh, see Gardor. Uh, like, just, like, keep holding his head. And, like, you see him, like, squint and, like, like clutch, like, even harder. Um, almost as if he's, like, trying to, like, concentrate on something. But, uh... Nothing, I guess, seems to happen, so he... He just gets up from his spot, still one hand to his head, and he's just like, it's nothing, let's, let's keep going. I, uh, in my palm, I have the rest of your snow cone. Just, I just gently hold it out. I take it with it's the other one. It's melting a lot. I take, I'm holding one hand and took it with the other one. I'm just like, see my little minotaur tongue, just like lick it real quick. And... Wait, I, I purify it first. You feel better. Because it was on you the You feel a little better. I feel a little uh, better. Now you see me just like fucking shoving it into my mouth. Just like. Um, I'm going to try to cast uh, Calm Emotions on Guard Door because I think he's on his Minotaur time. <laughs> he's on his Minotaur cycle? Yeah. <laughs> or his horns get too heavy. Minot it's a Minotaur cycle? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to say it. <laughs> you know, Nope. Yeah, you don't normally talk about that around here. It grosses people out. <laughs> That's sexist. You have free will. That's racist, actually. <laughs> Why not both? So. Intersectional. Clapperclaw is just like tapping his foot. Alright, Clapperclaw, jeez. Alright, well, uh, okay. Um, you go through the double doors of this, and it's a very... Very surgical, clean space. Uh, you can see uh, it's a clean space, but this entrance hall is very grand in a simple way. And I don't know how to describe that, but uh, there's stairwells that kind of spiral to spiral in ways that don't make sense to you. It's not important. Clapperclaw brings you up to a desk with several clerks. He says, yeah, yeah I'm, I got three. Uh, we have two visitors, and I think we have to send the changeling uh, through intake. I They they have no papers. We have no record on them whatsoever. And uh, I mean the ice? Uh, they're an illegal. We need to get them a driver's license or train ticket. And the Aladrin elf... Uh, teenage, like a teenage almost girl, chewing bubblegum, hot pink hair, just blows a bubble, it pops on her face, just well, you can send the visitors, and she points uh, to a stairwell, and as she says it, just a sign springs up that says visitors this way. Um, the changeling, uh, they reach under, they reach under the desk and there's like, I, God damn it. As I talk in Clapperclaw's voice, she says, God damn it. And she just lifts up this massive stack of papers and slams them in front of you, Willow. 
Um, she just says, you can take these, <laughs> you can take these uh, up that staircase to intake, and you just see another sign. <laughs> intake. Alfiel, <laughs> how quickly can you read all this? Uh, how quickly can I read all this? Give me just a... Just give me a proficient intelligence check. Not great. Um, 16. That, that, that's enough. Um, as you turn around and ask that, Willow, you just see that Balthiel has has like one hand that extends, like his fingers extend out to the edges of all these papers and just... You flick through them. Uh, Balthiel, you say, you need to sign an initial 47 times on, and you just rattle off the different pages. I'm using my extended fingers to go to each specific page and hold, holding them open. Would you like a pen? Am I surrendering any of my Balthiel's rights? Balthiel's other finger just pops off. It's a pen. Into your Are hand. my future babies? What's am I? Is this gonna pose any problems for me, or is this just above board? There was a clause about them. If if your feet are deemed weapons, they can take them from you. But I don't think you use your feet as weapons yet. I I might turn into a bird at some point. I don't know. It was either feet as weapons, or you're signing your entire life away, and you're going to go to jail if at the conclusion of this ceremony. So anyway, uh, just sign. Well, Clapperclaw's getting real pissed, so I just scribble. So what uh, what happens is Clapperclaw hands you all cards. They're his business cards. Um, and as you flip them over, they give detailed instructions that kind of just write out and then scroll upward, write out and scroll upward to his office. Um, the clerk just slams the thing shut. Um, and you just hear a shout, Intake! Mulfield parents her intake. Just, just also says it. I'll see you guys in a bit. Um, I'm still a satyr at this point, but I like the girl's pink hair, so I'm going to turn into her once I'm out of eye shot. And Gardor and Mulfield, do you go the visitor's staircase? It's like you guys so. come with me. We can. Oh, we're a visitor. But yeah. Yeah. Both so natural form. Okay, I've, I've been sitting on this one for a while. Willow, you you make your way. We're going to focus on Willow for a moment. You make your way up these stairs. Uh, you find a single oak door uh, that you open. <laughs> and what is on the other side is obviously a waiting room. Uh, there are three other individuals in seats and a very overweight ogre. Um, very Karen in like a, a muumuu. Uh, sitting at a desk with a basket, and she kind of just barks, Take a number! God damn you. <laughs> Take a number. <laughs> you find that there are no numbers, but just a basket filled with mushrooms. I take a mushroom. I take eat it. Do you? Yeah, fuck it. As you raise it to your, um... <laughs> If you, as you raise it to your mouth, the orc looks at you and just says, 
You're about to get citizenship. Do you want to add murder? As you look down and see like a very cute smiling face with eyes staring at you from this, uh, you know this, this is a campestry, a mushroom cloak. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm so sorry, little buddy. I, I was starving. I haven't eaten since my snow cone. Um, I give him down, I give him a little kiss. I'm so sorry. Um, so I saw- Take a seat! Oh, fine, fine. Uh, you still have Balthiel's finger as a pen right now. I pick my nose a little bit with it. Balthiel, you're oddly aware of this invasion. It was actually just a mage hand, just poofs out after you get too far away from Balthiel. Aw. You now find yourself without a pen. What do you do? Endless. Um, it's noticeably I, 10 I, I degrees wait. hotter in here for some reason. Is there anybody else in the waiting room? Uh, there are three other individuals. Uh, there is an elderly Eladrin elf man. There is a, there is a satyr who um, it doesn't even take an insight. It's it, He's an addict. Um, his feet are trampling. You see sunken in his eyes. Uh, the third individual is... The third individual looks like a... has the appearance of an Eladrin elf. Another Eladrin elf, but a younger one. Uh, female. I just give them a courteous nod. Okay. You guys gaining citizenship? The youngest elf kind of just stares at you. And cocks her head, and she says, first time. You mean you can gain two citizenships? No, your first time here, you didn't bring a pen. Yeah. Oh shit, my pen's gone. She like rustles in her code and hands you one. Do you, do you, you. take a seat next to her? What brings you here? She kind of just starts sniffing as you remain in her vicinity, and she just looks at you. She says, um, with like, how do I describe her? Her face bubbles for a moment as the color drains from it and her irises, and you're actually facing the second change or the only changeling, other changeling that you've ever met in your life. She says, Who are you? Uh, I thought I was the only one. There's very few, but we... You're not... You're not in the tribe. There's never been one outside of the tribe. I never knew any others. I was raised by not me. This um, this conversation is drawn out by an ear-splitting scream. Seven! And you realize that the Kempestry sitting on her lap is screaming a number. And she just says... She just, like, covers it. Well... Good luck. 
and her okay. face changes back to an Eladrin. Can you find me after this? I need to talk. I, I need... I don't know. I'd like to talk and to you. Make a persuasion. Yeah. I'm asking the charisma character to do charisma. After you hear the compestry say seven, you realize your number. 68. <laughs> uh, that's a 16. On a natural is covering the three. It's a 368. <laughs> On a natural 18, she, as her eyes are the last thing to return to the Eladrin face, and she just stares at you so suspiciously as she leaves the room, dropping her compestry into the basket. I guess... I don't know how to be... Um, I'm going to turn into my furbolg form and just wait because i'm scared just... and it's how it's me at my most comfortable yeah um you finish your paperwork a severe amount of time passes uh but eventually after a couple more screams from these compestries your number is called um you realize that the numbers were actually relevant to the number of spots on the mushrooms Oh my god. But but not not too important. Uh, you drop off your compestry, you make your way through uh, with your stack of your stacks of your stack of papers. Um, you enter into a cubicle farm. And uh, you see you're like looking over and it just stretches endlessly. Uh, and you see a face of a goblin with massive glasses that just make his eyes look way too big and he says uh he says your number and just waves you over to his cubicle counts on my fingers for a second like oh yeah yeah i um, get a little hustle going over there yeah you come to a cubicle filled with furniture much too small for a furbolg um and he says uh yeah go ahead and take a seat clapper claws okay. back <laughs> I shrink down to my smallest feet. Um, um, in this cubicle, the most notable thing is it's very plain, but the most notable thing is there is a wall. There's like a waterfall that runs along the side uh, that just seems endless. Um, and on his desk, there is a typewriter, um, but also like above that, instead of paper, you see like a sheet of crystal. And he's like, okay, uh, citizenship. Um, what is your occupation? Freedom fighter. Unemployed, okay. Um, your name? Yovana. I noticed that. Did you put Yovana or did you put Willow Cedarbrook into all your forms? It's an even mix. He just says, he's like looking through it. He's like, you fucking changelings in your identity crisis. Okay, well, what am I putting you in the system? I prefer Willow. Okay. All right, Willow. 
let's get you. I'll get you a file started. They're clacking away uh, for an obstinate amount of time on this typewriter. You can see on the crystal, um, text is appearing. They kind of reach up and like slide to another screen. They're typing in. They're typing in. Alrighty, uh, your mother's name? Earth Mother? Um, he like waves his hand and just out of the ceiling, a walkie-talkie just or more like a radio on a cord, just Yeah, can we get a, uh, can we get a genealogy draft on Willow Cedarbrook, or you can try Yovana. Okay, okay. Yeah, vanilla's good, but okay. Um, and it just like back into the ceiling. Um, they're clacking away. Uh, yeah, we're we're running, we're running some tests. So occupation unemployed. Uh, we don't have your, your family heritage. Why are you Why are you here today? I received summons to appear in court. Okay. Okay, so you're appearing as a witness. So yeah. they're just clacking away, clacking away. They run through several more very mundane questions that would normally be mundane to us, but you as just this orphan... They, they're just getting more and more agitated trying to finish your paperwork. <laughs> and at some point, <laughs> radio walkie comes back down. Okay. Okay, so you did find something. There's no parents, but you have a birth address. Okay. Okay. No, I said vanilla. Thank you. <laughs> back into the ceiling okay well uh, we do have you on record uh, as Giovanna uh, we can use your preferred name if you wish for your documentation but it says here you were born uh, they actually they give off the same address that was rattled off when you were served mm-hmm um, um, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but uh, it is a London address. It is a street address in London. Um, yada, yada, yada. I thought I'd never been to London. Well, apparently that's where you were born. <sighs> like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need all, all your family drama, but I think just, can you sign all these? with whatever the hell you want to be called. Take out, scratch my, out. My friend name. has has uh, snow cones waiting for me, so. Vanilla? Yeah. Can I if have they continue one? to follow you? No. <laughs> you like, there's a thing of candy on the desk you kind of reach for, and there's like, those aren't supposed to be out. But, uh, but eventually, eventually, what spits out of the front of this typewriter almost like just hits you in the face is a plastic card uh, with your changeling face on it. It's like a driver's license, but literally everything is in A, like all your features. 
everything is just not applicable, not applicable, not applicable. Nobody's ever. Um, mind you that you have spent like three hours through this whole process since you went up the stairs, and he, uh, the goblin just, all right, uh, grabs the screen just into the, like a smartphone shape and puts it in their pocket. Well, uh, you're a citizen. Please, uh, on your way out, if you will perform, there will be a brief customer service survey. <laughs> brief customer service, uh, sir, blah, 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 blah. But they're just like, get the fuck out. I'm trying to go home. It's the end of the day on a Friday. A snow cone will get you five stars. Persuasion. <laughs> Sucker. Oh, that's not good either. That's a 13. <laughs> In this moment, he's just like, he actually just says, get the fuck out of here. Remember the <laughs> rules. Oh, because I'm... In this... Uh, oh, and then I just leave. <laughs> um, during this time, Balthiel and Gardor, you had made your way up these stairs, and you enter a waiting room as well. It is filled with spa chairs. There's music on a radio that's very soothing. Um, there is an Aladrin elf at the front. Uh, they welcome you very courteously. Uh, they offer you snow cones. Uh, they offer, they offer, they also are like, um, if you would like this, this will take some time. Uh, if you want to, we do have some of the spa attendants in today. If you want any pedicures, manicures, margaritas, uh, whatever you want, you're, you are guests here. And they kind of just motioned to two of the very comfortable chairs in the waiting room. Hell yeah. I uh, finally take my one hand off my head. This is first snow cone. almost did the trick, but I grabbed, I, I asked for two snow cones. Will three do? Yes. <laughs> he hangs two from his horns. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get one of those beer hats and I just wait for them to melt and I just slurp them through a straw. Balthiel is just sitting next to Gardor. That can be provided. Balthiel is just sitting next to Gardor with one of those like, uh, like metal hair dresser things that goes on their heads to like do like their hair. And uh, and he's he's very quickly just flipping page 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 through a FA Wild Law book. It's also provided. All feel. I'm just like, I'm like, can you just calm down and have a snow cone? I don't eat. So. So I can't eat it. Just try it. Just going. I'm very adamant about like Balthiel, like just. <laughs> I, I take the snow cone from you, and I, I, yeah, I just I just smush into my face. I'm not even like looking at you. I'm like paying attention to my, and I'm like, good, right? <laughs> as uh, oh, this is what blueberry tastes like. Yeah, as you like shove it to your face, and it falls to the ground. Uh, there's a flurry of movement as. Um. Um, can you give me an Arcana check, both of you? Uh, 11 plus a lot. 21. 
Okay. Um, four tiny, very quick fey creatures in like janitorial outfits are zipping around your feet, um, sweeping up the snow cone, uh, polishing your feet where it's splattered. One like zips up and starts wiping off your face. And before you can even like reach up, it's gone and zips away. Uh, these were quicklings. Um, um, before too long. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, while reading this law book, do I learn anything like pertaining to the type of case that Willow has, has been summoned to? Like, is this is this certain situation of um, not responding to the umpteenth invite like a typical transgression, or is it something that's more specific to this scenario? You, you find it um, very near the back, and it's more of a... You get more to the glossary of this, and... It's filled with, like, lots of legalese mixed with just gobbledygook because Feywild. And at some point you reach a line that just explicitly says refusal to RSV to the Summer Gala is um, a potential act of war between Archfey. Wow. Okay. Um, Gardor, you are very pampered if you allow these various quicklings to just give you a pedicure a manicure uh they would they would like polish your horns and kind of get rid of any chips buff those out if, if you allow them i'm just um, and i asked them while they're doing so i'm like is this what uh willow is supposed to be doing as a as willow's guests well maybe What is that? Uh, what is that book telling you? As you're searching through your Bay Law. Uh, well, so the way I understand it is, it like this, it would be hospitality, and this is the first time we've ever been Willow's home. But Willow didn't know that this was their home, and so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an accident. But I, I don't know. This is, it's it's kind of confusing too because now. It almost seems like since they're doing nice things for us that we owe them a favor, which is another whole thing. I'm like trying to explain this to Gardor. It's like another whole thing. I just like oh. I just like really quickly flip through a chapter in the textbook. Look, we like Willow, but let's not let's not tell him that uh, we understand we understand it was an accident. I, okay? I guess like just don't take too many snow cones because we can get into a couple of problems. Uh, and I open to the snow cone chapter. This- at some point, uh, you flip to the snow cone chapter, and you actually find explicitly that uh, it's all here, man. It's the Feywild. You flip to the Feywild. It's it's right after the burrito bush chapter. Uh, there's a chapter on snow cone etiquette, and you actually identify that uh, state employees cannot accept gifts, and therefore visitors are not subject to the law of uh, reciprocity. Oh wow! Actually, never so, mind. Like, you don't... We... What you're saying is, we... I'm just like, hmm, hmm, yes, we more can snow cones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Gardor. Apologize to Balthy or not Balthy, Willow, but uh, you know, have as many snow cones before we do. 
some point, Gardor, a hot towel is provided for you. Uh, they offer to just place it over your face. Oh, yeah. It is scented with lavender. You are more relaxed than you have been since you left. You have something? No. Uh, you are more relaxed than you have ever been since leaving your home on the island of Sky. And uh, the flicking continues from Balthiel and it becomes like clockwork and uh, you feel yourself lulled a bit and you start to doze off. At some point, as the quicklings are wh- wh- uh, whipping by with snow cones, Balthiel does grab one and he just shoves it in one of his pockets in his coat. <laughs> Uh, the, would you like a to-go bag? No, it's just, nah, it's okay. Saving it? Yeah. <laughs> Saving it for a friend. So, hopefully this works right. Gardor, you begin to doze off. And Balthiel, uh, you don't think you've ever seen the sense of contentment on your Minotaur companion, so you, you feel the need to leave him to his rest. I start, I start petting him, so he starts purring. Is this what I want it to be? Yes. Gardor. Like a meaty arm just like comes up. Just like... Just like... In your sleep. (laughs) Foot starts thumping. (laughs) Hey, you said I was dozing off, not I've dozed off. So before I doze off, I I start getting pet and you just see this arm just just reflexively. He sinks back into the dad nap posture where it's just like... (laughs) <laughs> oh, it, it's there. Yeah, the jaws like Yeah, I just, just Never had those, like, dinner. near your arm. <laughs> Both you'll go to reach for the remote, and you're like, no. I'm watching <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to tone shift heavily. Oh, no. Gardor, you feel yourself lulled to sleep. Uh, the ebbing migraine beginning to dissipate, and you have this bird's eye view of the hells once again, but it is just littered with bodies, devils and demons of various sizes, And like a bird, you're soaring over this scene, and you hear the noises of combat continuing, and you identify it, and kind of make the way of your conscious as snakes through this empty battlefield, uh, bodies and weapons littered everywhere, chasms are belching black smoke everywhere, and you find a large ring of demons um, in front of the mouth of this massive cave and you see the two familiar figures of Sirov and Raja there are cheers from all the demons as another blow lands uh, from Sirov's massive great sword it's kind of like in the shape of a jawbone with razor teeth it lands into Rage's side as a cheer goes up from the devil or the demons. She kind of like buckles down to a knee, um, swings her sword, glances 
uh, the side of Sirov's face, a deep gash appears. Raja is not looking good. Her golden brilliance has faded. Her hair is like falling out in patches, deep, deep wounds under her eyes, or deep bags, deep, deep into her socket are her eyes now. One of her wings are just cleaved in half. The other one, there's some feathers left and it just like hangs limply. She like stands up and swings weakly and see Roth. At this point, she just headbutts her and she kind of falls backwards. And at this point, a chain snakes out and grabs one of her arms. Her shield drops. Another chain from the other side of the demons loops around her neck. She's gasping. And Seerov just crouches down. Sit. It's over. And she says... She spits. And as he kind of laughs and wipes it off, you see that she she swings her sword in this arc as she's like getting dragged down to the ground. It ignites in this gold and orange and red, very Boros energy, not much unlike your own magic, and just heaves it into the sky and like a shooting star, it just rockets. And like Team Rocket little blip boop, as it vanishes. And C Rob just stares at it. Another chain to her sword arm, and she's kind of held back, just staring up. And C Rob says, Oh, is that hope? We'll break that too. Just punches her, she drops. He grabs the three chains, kind of heaves it over his shoulder, and turns to the demons. Well, it was so nice of our neighbors to leave the door open. And he begins to drag Raja behind him as he makes his way into this cave mouth. The demons cheer and just file in behind him. The devils of the hells have failed. They're coming. As you awaken with the hot towel on your face in the waiting room. And I really hope I didn't cut out too much during that scene. Nope, not at all. I heard everything. Just just me. But I got the gist. It sounded great. But you you just awaken that that splitting migraine just going the quickling like filing your nails is like oh shit I'm sorry. As soon as like I awaken and like I just like rip the the hot towel off of me like it's just too much like the the vision that I just had. I'm just like uh, we smashing shit. Anyone still looking oh, at me? Stands up, grabs the nearest like vase. <laughs> You just see, like, in addition to, like, the dampness from the hot towel, you see me, like, just, like, sweating even more. My, like, fur's getting, like, more wet. I just, like, look over at Balthiel, and I'm just... Balthiel's got vase in hand, just, like, ready. 
something. I, I think I need some time to think about what. what... Rage is failing. Oh. Rage may have failed. failed. Well, she's been fighting since uh, Birmingham. I'm running out of time. Uh, I, I need to help her. And who knows how long we've been here. Should we just leave? Uh, I like gesture at the book. I'm like, can we? <laughs> uh, this is probably the wrong book for that. I don't, I don't know. The I mean, Fey just... law might dictate whether or not we can just peace out or not. Oh, we weren't. We weren't summoned. We were just guard just seemed like desperate. Two more, two quicklings just zip up, and they're both on your shoulders, and they're holding um, badges on lanyards, and it's like, here are your visitors' passes. See, we're just visitors. We can just leave. I just don't know how to leave. Uh, I need Willow. Where's Willow? Gardor's been asleep for about two hours before this happened. Ballfield. You were out for quite a while. To me, did it only seem like a couple of minutes? That's how dreams work. But yeah, no. We we have you filed. You're you're free to go. Great. Let, let's let's go find Willow, like now. Okay. I like as Gardor is like walking away. I'm like, like a mother's like putting his lanyard over his neck. <laughs> over his head. So it just like gets there. caught on one of his horns. <laughs> yeah. Smack him <laughs> in the face as he walks. He just... Um, you guys, uh, I, I do. I pay. I say thanks for the snow codes as we walk out. We walk out. My pockets dripping a little bit on the floor. <laughs> Quicklings just zipping, <laughs> cleaning up behind you. Uh, but you descend the stairs. At this time, Willow is also making their way down the other stairs, just staring at this driver's license or this more license of citizenship. Oh. Uh. Oh. Oh. What? Oh. Uh. Oh! Uh, oh! Yeah. Uh, wait, are you holding up our badges? I hope I hope my badge. Oh! I'll feel. Gardner, you look like shit. Huh? Just like <laughs> silent for a couple of seconds. Don't say that. He just got a haircut. Well, that looks nice. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Willow. Let's. Are you done here? Your hooves look trimmed. Uh, no, I think we have to appear in court. <laughs> look, well, yeah, yeah, I was just like staring, long. just like. I I know I know your feelings, but look, I just had my soul stolen a little bit. I've never had a picture of my changeling form taken or a painting, and I'm a little weirded out by that. But I have a home now which is weird oh we better hospitable us i'm still learning so shut the fuck up whoa that's not very hospitable i said i'm learning shut the fuck up not hospital well we need all of us for for what's to come so what what is your house cool can you can you hurry this up at all i i don't know 
I don't have one of those, but we can go back to the <laughs> poor people. and whales. Jesus Christ. Um, let's find Clapperclaw, and then he'll help us get out. I just, I feel like if we ignore court summons, they won't accept me back here again, and... That's... They have so many snow cones, guys. They have so many snow cones. Like, it's nice that you now have a home, and I miss my home too, so I can understand. Let's 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 get this over with. Let's, or, let's figure um, this yeah. out. I... Are we near the clerk's desk? Uh, all the clerk's desks are closed, but you have business cards with detailed instructions to Clapperclaw's office. Oh, we go to Clapperclaw's office. Yeah, it's... Uh, you actually find yourself back in the cubicle farm, but you're, you're able to find his office, and he's kind of just sitting here, uh... Oh, what the fuck well, would he... Hold up, what, I... what, what the fuck would be happening right now? He's... You get you get to his office and he's just trying to pick up something mundane with his claws and it just he like lifts it up and it just. I imagined him. He had a, he had a centerfold of of Lady Zabilna and he's just like ooh. <laughs> That's actually there's actually a centerfold of a very dapperly dressed Ardvark signed in the back of his office. It's got two puncture holes at the top and the bottom where he tried to hold it. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, if, if we pass the, the goblin's desk, I wanted to steal some candy. But... Um, you don't pass it. Good. Um, Balfiel just goes over and just picks up the object and puts it on where he's trying, he's trying to put it. It's actually just like a mayonnaise jar and you open it for yes. him. He's like, oh, thanks. And then he just like starts pouring it into his eye hole of his skull head. It's just like, oh, I fucking love dairy. Uh, okay, but you guys. Uh, I was gonna say, by the way, Mr. Clapperclaw, I read this whole book that you gave me. And I just like thud the textbook on his desk. I could be your guest counsel and help you if you need. Very well versed in Fae law. Various fake lawyerings. Um, on an eighteen, he seems it's like, oh, actually, this is this is kind of my first case, so yeah, no, that'd be great. And I can help. I'll be your paralegal. I transform into a little Tweety twerp with a suit. Uh, he just says, oh, "Okay, well, that that's nice too. Thank you." Uh, so, anyway, the details of this case, uh, behind him is another one of those waterfalls, and just different PDFs just start popping up behind him as he's talking. It's like, so, you know, the green man, or the green one, you know, we gotta be inclusive now. Uh, the green one, uh, refuse, yada yada, that's an act of war. Uh, basically, you three just need to convince Titania that... He's not waging war, and he's doing whatever the fuck he's doing. Yada but yada. Did ignore the RSVPs, right? He hasn't haven't responded. Uh, he just starts meandering and meandering. Um, at some point... If, go ahead. What if we convince them that they have the wrong address, or that he moved and didn't file a new address? And you... So he hasn't been getting the letters, so he wasn't willingly not RSVPing. Bombshell. 
Paul yep. feels in the background changing into the tuxedo from the Aristo Gala. <laughs> and it's still missing a sleeve from where his arm popped off to become his gun. Oh man, you kind of remind me of someone. But anyway, um, the waterfall behind him, the PDFs begin to fade, and it's almost like, John, I need you. Um, the screen that is the waterfall uh, begins to static like a TV. And he's just like, it's so late. Why? Um, with like big, bold letters and a voice that you can kind of hear echoing all throughout this cubicle farm. From the desk of Titania, Queen of the Summer Court. Um, as uh, Titania, would you describe the figure sitting behind the desk in this uh, screen? Sure. You see a bedecked in all the colors of spring and, you know, the renewal of plant life, um, holding a large regal scepter topped with similar, you know, emeralds and jade and those kinds of greens and topped with this flowery crown of all the colors of all the flowers in her realm. Titania, sitting behind this large... It looks just like the Oval Office. Yes, a large oaken desk. Like, she's in a very formal pantsuit. Um, so, <laughs> she, yeah, all green, striking different shades of green. Like, the outside is darker, and then her inner layer is a lighter green pantsuit. Um, and she's very formally and professionally reading out this missive. Um, based on new information, I am invoking Feralis Pactus, and the Court of Stars will meet to assess the fate of the Green One instead of the Summer Court. Can you, can you do that? Can you change location at the last minute? We already said the mail thing. Just Objection! Do Wait, does she, does she yeah, hear anything? She doesn't. This... No, no. You're you're talking to a camera. And anyone Putting who objects, objection. Is a silly plumhead. Both feels like on the Wait, ground, like trying to pull his pants on. <laughs> anyone who objects will make me even angrier, which I did not think possible. Overruled. Not very, not very summary of her. Summary judgment. She just, like, fades, and it's like, This was a missive from the desk of Titania, Queen of the Summer Court. And Clapperclaw is just... Just, like, pushes his claw into the law book and slides it off the desk. It just clunks into a, a wastebasket. Yavanna, you're, you are so fucked. What did I do? What the fuck did I do? Feralis Pactus is an ancient rite that... As a warlock in a pact with an archfey, you are recognized by the Court of Stars, which that isn't a court of your peers, it is all the archfey of the realm. You can stand trial and receive punishment as an extension of an archfey. But I am not prepared for this. <laughs> 